0: Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by CatholicSingles.com is ringing in the new year with savings for singles. You can save 20% by using the promo code BREADBOX when you register for a new account. Come meet other faithful Catholics and make 2020 a year to remember.
1: Welcome to the John
0: 330 podcast, He Must Increase, I Must Decrease, is a message John 330 invites us to live. Incorporating this into our everyday lives can be a challenge. What keeps your fire burning? We have many wonderful ways to stay close to our faith, whether it be the mass, spiritual readings, prayer, adoration, or the rosary. This is Catholic Faith Life, and here's our host, Jason Nunez.
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the John 330 podcast. This is your host, Jason Nunez, and welcome to episode number 96. You may be thinking, um, what's going on here? I just heard an episode on Saturday, or I see here on my on my app that an episode was up, uploaded a day or two ago. What's going on? Why is there another episode? I'm not mad at it, but this is a little earlier than normal. Well, just letting you know, as I did toward the tail end of last of our last episode, we're, we're really on a march to episode 100, and there is a very specific reason that I am trying to get to episode 100 by a certain date, and that is exactly why you're seeing episodes uploaded a little bit more frequently than normal. Typically, just about every Friday, you see a new episode, uh, but for the next couple of days, you're gonna see an episode just about every day, if not more than one. Um, this is episode number 96, which we're trying to get to 100, and I will let you know soon, in due time, why this is happening. Uh, For now, we're going to get to episode number 96. Uh, We have a great guest that I'm excited to have on. And um, before we do get to our guest, we're going to start this episode the way we begin all of them, and that's in prayer. So here we go. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Oh Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me Jesus. From the desire of being praised, deliver me Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me Jesus. From the desire of being consulted, deliver me Jesus. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, deliver me, Jesus. That others may be loved more than I. Jesus grants me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I. Jesus grants me the grace to desire it. That, in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease. Jesus grants me the grace to desire it. That others may be chosen and I set aside. Jesus grants me the grace to desire it. That others may be praised and I go unnoticed. Jesus grants me the grace to desire it. That others may be preferred to me in everything. Jesus grants me the grace to desire it. That others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. Jesus. Grant me the grace to desire it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All righty. Without further ado, we're going to go and get to our special guest for this week's episode. That is Mr. Mauricio Romero. Hello, Mauricio. How are you? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. Thanks for taking time out of your day um, and uh, recording a podcast with us here. No, no problem. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad.
3: I guess. I'm a little <laughs> nervous, but I'm glad. No,
2: <laughs> no. I could not tell at all. <laughs> So um, if you so if you can do us all a favor and just share with us a little bit, a little bit about yourself, please. Okay, probably the
3: first thing that people notice uh, about me, uh, especially when I'm with my family, is that I have a big family. Right? <laughs> yes. So I've, I've been married for like 16 years. Um, and I have uh, six girls. Wow! So yes, I have um, I live with only women. Yep. I work with only women. True. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's that's pretty much uh, me. Um, I am the director of faith formation at the uh, Church of the Holy Spirit, um, and I've been involved with the church for quite some time now. Um, ever since I was a teen. Um, so um, I've been doing, you know, ministry for the new evangelization until I finally, you know, started working for a
2: parish and, you know, now I am where I am. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, you've, you've kind of summed that up very, very nicely there. You, you live without women, <laughs> you work without women. And that second part, I may have realized, but I've never, I may have never connected those dots. It's like, wow, at home and at work, you know, we are just surrounded by, by women all day long.
3: Yeah, and and that's that's pretty much kind of like the um, in a general sense the life of the church if you think about it. Yes, um, you know most of the most of the people that uh, that volunteer, for example, are, are right. also women. Um, so I think in a way I've always thought that in God it kind of prepared me for
2: parish life uh, by giving me you know a woman at home too. Sure. <laughs> so. Excellent. So um, you mentioned you've you've you know you've worked within the church for you know sin, since your teenage years. Um, you've kind of been on a path that's now kind of led you to being where you are at here uh, with 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 Holy Spirit, which happens to be uh, the parish of my family as well. Um, so just I'm just kind of curious because faith is very much a part of your life every day. You know you come here and you're physically at a church. Uh, you may not be coming. Uh, specifically to Mass, even though that it seems like that's a part of your day. Um, but um, it's also a part of your, quote-unquote, 9 to 5. Even though me being the times I've been here, I know that for you, it's really not 9 to 5. Um, <laughs> so, you know, with, with that being said, you know, what keeps your fire burning for our Catholic faith, Mauricio? What, what is it about our faith that just, you're here every day and you're putting these long hours and it's hard work to try and, um try and you know especially with for with with faith formation try and further the reach you know through the different uh, classes and you know different courses that you're offering uh, what is it about our faith that just has you here every day um I think the short answer
3: is um, it's it's grace you know, mm. uh, uh, I think it's a, a Grace is one of those maybe it's one of those terms that, that that can mean a lot of things and at the same time they're they're a little bit vague for a lot of people. Um, but you know, grace uh, through the sacraments is uh, it's really what you know what keeps me going. Um, but the, I would say that the reason why I'm here, why I'm Catholic, it's uh, it's another short answer, and that would be truth. Right, so I've always uh, I've uh, I've always been in a pursuit for truth, right? Of uh, the pursuit of truth, um, and I've only found it here, you know. But I, I think uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people in our times that are um, that have well, we all have kind of different reasons why why right. we believe in mm-hmm. uh, in what we believe in. Uh, but for me, it it has been you know it's it's been a, a path through reason. Um, you know, I've, I've done the whole retreat thing. I've ho- I've done like all those things. You know, with like high emotions and the, you know the the whole roller coaster and everything. Uh, but it's it's actually been you know uh, the the point where I realized that you know th- we do our faith is reasonable, um, and uh, even though we might not understand some of these mysteries that we believe in, uh, we can still reason them right. We can still go deeper into them, uh, which actually make the the mysteries even greater. Uh, and I think that pursuit of truth this is what has kept me here. Uh, I get. I get bored very easily, <laughs> so you know. I've I've done like throughout my career, um, uh, I've been many things. You know, I've uh, uh, I've been a graphic designer, I've been a programmer, I've been a, a, a video editor, and you know, animator and like different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get bored very easily, um, <clears throat> but with the faith, uh, you know. It's you're never going to exhaust it. You know, there's always like as soon as you kind of you, you kind of think that you kind of get the handle of it, you know, uh, you just you realize that there's so much more. And that keeps me going.
2: Wow. So um, two, two words I kind of want to talk about for a couple of moments here, if you will, and you, you point them out early on was grace and truth. There's there's a lot of people that really search for the truth and it's I, it's interesting cuz a, a lot of people in searching for the, for the for the truth you know people that i've read about or that i've even met um, the truth is what leads them to the catholic faith um, being a part of the rcia program here at holy spirit i've had the pleasure of meeting some some people like that yeah. where they're you know they're searching you know um, you know everyone has their reasons for being in rcia you know, some it's more of a, a marriage situation, um, and that's that's fine because they're they're on their own journey. Um, and then there's people that that they're like, well, I've I've looked into it and I researched and you know I've I learned about the early church fathers, and that's why I'm here. And it's like, wow, like this person has really really done their homework. And um, you and just kind of from interacting with you and even had the pleasure of of a, being a part of. Uh, ministry certification course um uh to kind of they they, they kind of really involved scripture which for me was i was kind of interested in because as 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 a catholic you know someone who who can say i've never read the bible every book of it right so to kind of take a course that goes into scripture and we started out with what like genesis if i'm not mistaken Mm -hmm. and um from some of the first questions you asked us, it's like, I've never even considered that. You know what I mean? And just to kind of get the wheels turning, can you can you talk to us about how the, the truth, like what, what kind of process yourself in seeking the truth? And what is it that, that, that you've seen that's gone okay well? Here it is. This is undeniable um the, there's one thing that the, that
3: the church teaches right that it's uh, that we can come to the knowledge the certainty of the uh, uh, of, of the knowledge of the existence of god through reason alone uh this is why most cultures uh, have been religious right you know uh, every culture at some point just kind of realizes that there has to be something you know there has to be maybe something or someone you know some kind of higher power right um uh, um Aristotle went through this, Plato went through this, Then St. Thomas Aquinas kind of cleaned Aristotle, and he, he went through the whole, uh, you know, proofs of the existence of God, right? Um, so I, I, I guess the, uh, and then that's kind of been my path, you know, I've been very inquisitive uh, uh, all my life. Um, I, had a, I had a professor uh, a long time ago, uh, it, my, it, my, it was my my morals uh, professor that said you know ask questions you know uh, you know question whenever you, you're you're talking about scripture he said question scripture it's like don't doubt it because uh, that's that's two different things you know but you can you can question it's like why why is why is the Bible saying this you know or why is the church teaching that uh, not not in a not in a negative uh, way but you know there there's always a reason why the church teaches what it teaches and the and there's a, there's always something that God is trying to tell us uh, so asking questions uh, it's a good thing uh, yes. now uh, that's only a first step though so the first step the first step I would say in, in, in looking for the truth is asking questions but then the second step is to not answer your own questions, and I think that's one of the things that a lot of people do today, right? Mm-hmm. So we kind of ask a question, and then we want to give ourselves the answer, and then we get we get into the whole relativism thing that Pope Benedict, you know, talked about a lot. Um, um, so that's that's key. Do not answer your own questions, uh, but seek the answer, right? Uh, So that's, uh, I guess, that would be the third step. You know, first, the the second step would be, you know, don't fall into the temptation of answering your own questions, and then go and seek that uh, that answer yourself. Uh, I mean, go and seek the answer somewhere, right? Right. Um, So, um, I guess that would be just kind of like the, you know, the first or the three step beginning um because then it because then it gets very actually kind of complicated because in our times it's really hard to find the right place where you're gonna get the right answer Uh, You know, there's so much confusion. You know, there's not only not only in uh, in media, uh, in society, but even within the church. There's a lot of confusion, right? You have you have a lot of different uh, uh, viewpoints, you know, perspectives, and everything. Um, And if you don't have a solid foundation in in in, I would say in uh, um, in catechesis. Uh, It can get it can get pretty confusing, so Mm -hmm. uh, that's not a reason to give up or to despair. Um, But just uh, you know, uh, our conscience kind of like lets you know you know uh, whenever whenever we hear something that just doesn't sound right, it doesn't sound divine. Like that's kind of how I uh, I figured right. Whenever I get an answer, like, does this sound just like a human, you know, like a humanistic answer, or does this sound divine, you know? Mm. Does is, is this answer really coming from, like, you know, where God wants me to be, and not just what where, where, you know, I want to be or where man wants to be? Uh, because at the end of the day, what God wants to do is to take us to Him, not to keep us where we are.
2: To Him, not just to where we are. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Like something I can understand myself. So I always, I always look for that, it's like, okay, it's, what's being said here, does it make sense in my brain? Yes, okay, check mark, awesome. <laughs> um, now, as a part of the director of, of Faith Formation, <clears throat> excuse me, here at Holy Spirit, um, when one would hear that, they may think you work with children. But uh, <laughs> it, it really does go beyond that, right? <laughs> yeah. um, obviously, if there's children involved, that means there's parents involved. Mm-hmm and aside from that there's also there's also adults who are who are looking to learn more about the faith and um it seems like now we're 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 kind of offering some programs uh, at at Holy Spirit that really cater to everyone um, we have the standard you know faith formation for children for middle schoolers for high schoolers um, but there, there's also from my understanding now there's, uh, there's opportunities for the parents of these children, especially the younger ones, uh, who are going through the uh, initial sacraments of initiation, uh, for them to learn as well, mm-hmm. um, as well as adults. Uh, adults that have already received the sacraments, but they're just looking to learn more about the faith. There's opportunities for them to also uh, attend some kind of a class, something really outside of a Bible study, but just more about the faith, With that, which I, I think is great. Some, some people really like the Bible studies and they, they kind of, they look for that. And as people, they just kind of, they want to know what's going on. You know, why are we here? <clears throat>
3: um, there's a, 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 I guess a, it would be good to make a distinction between maybe this parish, you know, uh, Holy Spirit yes. and other parishes, exactly. right? Because uh, uh, typically or traditionally, you know, uh, um, the role of the the Director of Faith Formation or in other parishes would be the DRE, right, the Director of Religious Education. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a lot of the parishes, they do focus w- on children's catechesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holy Spirit is actually a pretty... Uh, um, it's not only big in size, but it's uh, there's a lot of people that want to do something or want to learn something. you know. So it's a very active parish. Uh, and because of that, we have a lot of programs. So uh, actually, we have a, um, you know, like if you go to a, another parish, a DRE might be handling uh, children's catechesis plus marriage prep plus, uh, uh, you know, some of them are, in, are even doing youth ministry. Yep. Uh, so it's kind of like, you know, that one person that does everything. Uh, he we have the blessing to have coordinators for all of our programs so i have a blessing uh, me particularly because i am uh, the director i have the blessing to have a children's coordinator i have a youth minister uh, i have an, uh, an adult formation coordinator uh, um, and then some special programs um, so that's that's the first distinction right so that allows me to focus more on adult formation. Uh, so one of the things that one of the things that uh, that, that we started this year, uh, we are the only parish in San Antonio that is, uh, that is working with the archdiocese uh, to do the pilot for the new um, for the new certification program. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea is that before the archdiocese, um, uh, what they used to do is they had two levels of catechist certification. Right. Uh, so they're 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 moving away from that. And then they're focusing on one ministry certification uh, that's going to be for everybody. So not only catechists, you know, but liturgical ministers, uh, um, uh, youth ministers, like everybody. So not just catechists. Um, so I've been working with them for months, uh, even before we started, uh, getting them kind of uh, helping with the whole process. Um, and uh, you know, we just started this year. That's, so that's one area, right? Working with leaders and making sure that they have the right formation to be able to serve the community, to be able to serve the church. Uh, but then the other area is working with parents, as you mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because at the end of the day, the primary formators uh, for, for their children are the parents. Yes. And that's something that uh, I think as a whole, that, you know, uh, as a church, we've made the mistake to not pay attention to it. Right? We just kind of said, and, and I think it's the fault from both you know, uh, the clergy and staff at parishes and the parents themselves, right? So we just kinda, you know, the parents just kind of just said, you know what, you form them because you're better formed than us. Uh, so, and then you know, we just said, okay, we'll take your kids and we'll form them uh, because, quote unquote, we're better formed than you. But one of the things that we're realizing is, uh, is that one most of our catechists and this is across the board like i'm not talking about holy spirit mm-hmm. this is a, in in the church uh, most of our catechists are not very well formed right so we're having a we're, we're having a form a, a formation uh, problem across the board um so then what that happens what what ha, what that has produced is that we have a um, poor catechist passing down the faith, and then we have parents that have not been catechized themselves or have not been formed themselves, so they cannot reinforce the faith at home. So realizing that that was happening, uh, so that's why we have this dual uh, kind of goal this year to work with leaders, you know, to work with catechists, to work with uh, um with uh, with anybody that's can, that's serving in the church, uh, but then also working with parents. So we have Sunday Sunday catechesis for uh, for adults yep. uh, specifically. Like we're targeting parents, right? So the the idea is to have uh, parents uh, uh, or adult catechesis at the same time that uh, as children catechesis happens. So they come, they they drop off the kids at uh, at CCD, uh, and then ten minutes after, you know, they come up here. Um, and then we have class with them um so far it's been it's been slow like you know like uh, like all change Uh, it happens very slowly yep um at least one of the good things that the that that we haven't seen is we haven't seen any (coughs) any pushback Mm, good uh so there's no pushback but it hasn't. The support for it has not been as we were hoping in the beginning, because it at the end of the day it does require commitment, and I think that's one of the things that in society today, you know, we don't want to commit, right? Right. Uh, so we want to kind of commit our kids <laughs> and commit other adults, you know, to you know to get right. our kids formed, but we ourselves don't want to commit to it. Uh, but the parents that have been coming, they're very, they're 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 happy, they're excited, and uh, and they want to get involved now, and and that's and that was the other thing. that that's. The other goal for this uh, for these Sunday catechesis, and actually, I talked to one of the groups, one of the classes on Sunday about this, and that was yesterday. Uh, I told them, you know what, guys, uh, there is, the, you know, there is an ulterior motive for, for this. You know, we have a catechist uh, issue. Uh, we don't have enough catechists, and they're not well formed. Like so, I am hoping that from you guys. You know, some catechists will come back, or some of you will become catechists for next year. Right. Um, so it's it's kind of you know looking at looking at a, at our pastoral efforts in a strategic way, because uh, I think that's one of the things also that's been lacking. You know, usually the you know the the DRE or the youth minister or whatever is a person that has been there for a pretty really long time, and Father just kind of said, "Hey, you know, you you're here every day during mass. It's like, why don't you you know you seem to have time in your hand? Right. Why don't you why don't you come and help?" Um, so we've kind of like this this uh strategic approach to to pastoral ministry um so we're trying to implement some kind of strategies to this um so
2: it's it, it's kind of like and I, I can understand what you're saying and it's, it's really going to take time especially for the you know the, the parent classes um I, I kind of see this. This is going to sound like it makes no sense at all, but this is how my brain works, okay? So think of think of Comic-Con, right? You know, California, it's an event that happens every year. It's it's a destination for a lot of people. People travel from across the world to go to Comic-Con every year. Now it's got corporate sponsorships. It's got, it's, it's humongous. But the first couple of years, no one knew what it was. It was a lot of local people that went and sustained it. And over time, it grew and it grew and it grew to where it is now, you know. And that's just like with anything, you know. You, you stick with it, and you know you keep you peak, you keep it consistent, and people will come. Mm-hmm. And um, so that really is my hope, especially for the parent class, because when I heard that, I, I I can understand what you mean about having catechists that aren't well formed, and then they pass along the faith, and then children go home and, you know, they ask their parents. Um, a question and the parents not being well formed themselves can't answer so what does the kid do now oh well okay let's move on to something else now yeah. so it really stops that momentum it's and I'll, I'll share with you an, an example of that I, um, my son my youngest son he was really really little he asked me what the host was made out of and this was years and years and years ago I think we had just moved to San Antonio and I did know. I was like, I, I don't know. I have no clue. So I, 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 so I told him, I was like, I'm, I'm not really sure. And we just kind of moved on from there. And um, I got to hear a talk by Father Charlie Banks who we've had on the podcast. And uh, in that talk, he actually spoke about how the Eucharist is made. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow. So I was able to go home later that day and tell my son, hey, remember when you asked me this? Yeah, well, I found out, and this is what it means. It's like, wow, no way. And, you know, it's, it's just a good feeling as a parent, mm-hmm. in general, as a father, when you can answer your, your son's questions or your child's questions. So when it's in regards to the faith, it's just that much more better because you're helping them understand, and you're fulfilling their curiosity. And that's going to spawn another question and another question and a dialogue. And, you know, having a conversation with your child about your faith, that's time well spent.
3: And I think that that ties back to what we were talking in the beginning, right? Like that that uh, pursuit of truth, yes. right? Yes. Yes. So um, being able to being able to give compelling answers to to very good questions, like you know, in our times, we have we have to understand that uh, when our kids go to school, or you know, they're with their friends, uh, um, that might not be church, you know, mm-hmm. uh, church uh, connected. Mm-hmm. Um, they're hearing a lot of things that are very confusing, right? right. So if, if a parent is not ready to give a solid answer to some of these good questions, and they're legitimate questions, you know? Right. Legitimate questions that we can no longer answer as, well, you know, because God says so, because God says it's bad, or because the Bible says so. Uh, and, and Because for a lot of youth today, the bible it just seems like a you know like an old book you know from 2000 right. years ago right. so they don't they don't get the concept of being truly the word of god you know it's like the church calling it the word of god but you know but to them it might be just an old book uh, okay. so we, we have to be able to, uh, to talk about revelation, you know, and why even, why even, why do we even believe that the Bible is the word of God? You know, because we can give reasons for that. Uh, so being able to, to, to give answers in a way that it's gonna really, uh, captivate their minds, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna help them to want to know more about God. Uh, but just to give short answers and just as you know, just say you know, it's like I don't know because your your grandma that's what she told me and then <laughs> yeah, uh, and that, that's normally the answer. It's it's not enough. It's not <laughs> enough today. You know, it right. might have been enough a generation ago, right? Uh, because there was a lot more respect, you know, for the sacred. There was a lot more respect for, uh, you know, for for the religious. Um, but not today. Uh, so we have to be ready, and we have to realize that that is the situation we live in today.
2: Excellent. Um, if we can gonna just take a couple of minutes here to, if you can, um, another topic I wanted to talk to you about, um, and really it's kind of in an effort to kind of even spread the word even, is um, something changed within the past couple of months at our parish that I, I think a lot of people need to know about. And um, it's something that a lot of parishes use, but it, it seems like it's one of those things where it can, there are certain things in parishes where people can get complacent in doing. And I, I really think this change has really brought new life in a way to a, a part of the parish uh, here at Holy Spirit. And as fun as it's gonna sound, it's gonna be the bulletin. You know, (laughs) if you, if you look at one of our bulletins, you know, it's going to get your attention, Hmm. you know, at the very least. And then you're going to open it and you're like, wow, this is just not, you know, ads from parishioners who have their business and it's not just, you know, um, the mass intentions for the week, you know, there's write-ups in here that are educational and they're really well written. I'm you know, I'm learning about saints here. You know, um, I've never heard of this saint, and now I know about him. That's awesome. Um, Can take a couple of minutes to kind of share with us, um, kind of what your vision for the bulletin, hopefully, has become. If not, you know, I'm curious to hear what it is overall. Okay. Uh, I guess uh, talking a little bit about my background,
3: uh, if you guys remember from uh, from the the very beginning when I was uh, when I said that I. You that I get bored very easily. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the one of the things that I that I did the longest was um, I worked in the marketing world, right? So I started as a graphic designer, then I eventually you know, growing to different positions. Uh, I, you know, until I became a marketing manager, a brand, brand director and so on and so forth. Uh, So to me, you know, this whole idea of beauty is, it's very important, right? There's gotta be aesthetics uh, to it, um, to, to our faith. And this, this, this has been the tradition of our, of our church for 2000 years. This is why whenever you go to churches in Europe, uh, you know you have like the big cathedrals you know yeah. with the murals and you know the and the uh, and the sculptures and the stained glass uh, like all that is very, very important. so and we just kind of shied away from it. I don't know why, but we kind of did uh, and then we just went into a bland you know just kind of uh, um, I guess going back to to you know to that whole idea of well, that doesn't really matter. what really matters is what I feel. Uh, and and what I think and everything uh, but everything's really connected right because uh, all these uh, all these aesthetics all these beauty also, you know uh, wakes up in in us uh, certain emotions you know mm-hmm. uh, it connects us to maybe some of the people that you know uh, that that have been part of our faith you know for for uh, for a real long time um so that was one of the things that we wanted to do with the bulletin right so we wanted to make sure that the bu- that the, the bulletin was not only a bulletin i guess <laughs> uh you know it, it wasn't just a couple a compilation of a uh, of a bunch of you know announcements from mm-hmm. the different groups in the parish uh but we we wanted to we wanted to uh, fulfill that that beauty aspect of it you know the uh, that um yeah, uh, but we also wanted wanted it to be formative, right? So one of the things that one of the things that we did was it's we cleaned it up. So about 50% of our bulletin is actually formation. So we have a few people, uh, a few parishioners yep. that are writing for it. So we have an article on the, uh, on the saints. One of the deacons has a reflection, uh, a, Sunday, uh, a gospel reflection for every week. Um, we have somebody writing on stewardship. And there's a there's a uh, there's a reflection from father uh, every sunday um, and then we're hoping to add more okay so i've been work, i've been talking to other people uh, we were hoping to get a column on on scripture um not not on on, on like bible reflections but an actual you know more of the uh, of the of um, of uh, uh like a biblical studies kind of mm, uh, kind okay. of column, um, so we want we want to be able to expand it and then move into uh, the website which we're already working on as well. Uh, so we want to we want it to be we want to be able to write blogs online um, and move also into into video. So. Uh, and that's so that's all in the works it's been slower than we were hoping for uh, but at least the bulletin came out on time But everything else is coming. Yep. Uh, but the idea is the idea is really to uh, to grab people's attention because um, th- you know most of the people just grab the bulletin, and then throw it in the trash, throw it in their cars, and then like whenever they have twenty bulletins in their cars, there's, yeah. they say like, "Okay, oh wow, this is too many bulletins. <laughs> I have to clean them out," and yep. they never never read it. So the idea is that uh, that the tools that we have that we use in appropriate we use them appropriately and strategically. So the idea is that we wake, going back to the whole pursuit of truth, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to we be able to, through the bulletin, like at least a spark some kind of desire to know more. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is a reason, for example, why the ad for adult catechesis is alongside those articles because we want to make sure that whenever people read them, uh, that they say, "Like, well, I want to learn more. You know, how do I? Where, where can I go?" Uh, and then, you know, the ad for the adult catechesis is right next to it. So we're we're really trying to be strategic with all of these because the the main idea is to lead people to grace, to lead people to a sacramental encounter with Christ. Um, because you know, none of these none of these matters. We can have a a, a parish packed full of people. And if they're not in, in in sanctifying grace, if they're not in communion with Christ, then it doesn't matter. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the idea is not the numbers, you know, like the physical numbers, uh, but the sacramental communion that we're going to have as community. Uh, and that only happens through the sacraments. And uh, so we need to lead people to Christ and not just to, and not, not just to the parish I don 't know if that makes sense No, it does it does yeah.
2: make sense well yeah so I, I certainly encourage um, anyone who's listening to just simply Google a Church of the Holy Spirit uh, in San Antonio Texas uh, you'll find their website and you can download their bulletins and um, they're uploaded uh, weekly so uh, I, I encourage you even if you don't live in San Antonio you know take a look at the bulletin download it and take a look at the articles they're very informative they're very very informative and um, the reflections that are written, you know, about the saints, about stewardship—it's all good stuff. Yeah. So uh, we were
3: a little bit there. slow on <laughs> on Christmas break. So if you don't see as many articles uh, in these past few weeks, uh, probably like for the past two three weeks, yeah. it's because you know it was Christmas break uh, and we didn't plan ahead. I mean, that's uh, that's the honest truth. Um, so, um, but we're we're back. Yep. You know, we're back on. There track. you go.
2: There you go. So. Um, Alrighty, So what we're going to do right now, Mauricio, is we're going to go and get to our parting questions. Okay. So just a couple of questions to kind of learn more about you here before we, end, um, our, before we end our time together on the podcast. So if you could have a superpower, what would it be and why? Uh, now, this has to be from a superhero or... Whatever, or... You, whatever you feel deem fit to be a superpower. I've had some doozies in the past, so...
3: I would love to be able to be in two places at once.
2: Okay, so that's kind of more of a bi-location type of idea. Yeah, so that's, uh, what, that's what I'm saying. It's, like, it's technically yeah.
3: not a superpower, it's more of a... a I don't
2: know, I consider that yeah. a superpower, definitely. And, yeah, uh,
3: and, and there's a main reason why, to be uh, to be honest. Uh, you know, the life of the parish, it, it's it's pretty time-consuming. Um, so even though, like, you know, for example, I, I do I, I do not come in as uh, as early as everybody else uh, in the office, but um, um because you know especially on the days that I uh, that I have to leave late, right? Gotcha. Um, we do uh, we have the blessing of uh, of doing homeschool, so I get to see my kids. So if I don't come in early, it's because I'm having breakfast with my kids. Um, but the reality is that you know. Parish life is consuming, so I would love to be able to, you know, do, you know, uh, you know, do ministry and be with my family because there's a lot of things that I miss out, uh, you know, like on Sundays, for example. Uh, that, was, uh, that has always been the day that, uh, you know, the whole family gets together, not only, not only my kids, but, you know, with my parents, with my brothers, like everybody, uh, my sisters. Um, so I get to miss all of that. I get to miss you. Yeah, like <laughs> but I miss all of that. Right, you can miss uh, So, uh, because, you know. You're I'm here. I'm here. Yep. So, at least half of the year, you know, because of the sessions, I'm here on Sundays. So, like, all those little things, um, that's why I think it would be awesome to be able to places. And it's totally, you know, uh, you could say it's. It's it's a totally selfish superpower, so don't think I'm I'm looking for like, you know, the miracle, you know, the, the miracle worker kind of thing, you know, like I uh, Patropio with a you know a selfless reason yep. why you know, why want this superpower is like no, it's uh, it's totally selfish because I don't want to miss out on
2: things at home. It Makes sense. That's understandable. That's a good superpower to want. So that, that would that would be awesome. Uh, who is your favorite saints? I have a couple. <clears throat> a dream team, if you will. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so, dream
3: team would be Saint, uh, Saint Bernard, Saint Bernard of uh, Clairvaux. Um, I've uh, I've had a, a deep devotion uh, to him. Um, <clears throat> he's he's always for some reason he's always been uh, uh, um, very dear to my heart, especially after I read his ways to humility. Um, I've had probably the one thing that I struggle with the most is pride. Mm. So after I read um, his steps out of humility, well, or out of pride, because at the end he ends up calling. It's like, well, these are not you know um, the ways of humility or the steps to humility, but the steps out of pride or some. He calls it something like that. I can't remember. Um, <clears throat> but that was that has always been he was an eye opener uh, for me, mm-hmm. so he's always been close, uh, close to my heart. And then you know, um, it does. It, it really is not like a cop out. But Saint Augustine and Saint Thomas Aquinas are just huge. <laughs> uh, but yeah. and that's and that's um, that has been my passion. Uh, I love theology, yeah. uh, and especially Saint Thomas Aquinas. Uh, it's he's just he's a genius. Uh, I mean, they're both geniuses, right? Right. But, uh, but just um, the going back again to the beginning, right, uh, that pursuit of truth and you know and, and knowing that our faith is reasonable, uh, that I don't have to just you know kind of take somebody's word for it, uh, but I can actually think about it and say like, wow, this actually makes sense, you know even the mysteries, like this actually makes sense. right, right. Uh, So St Thomas Aquinas and Saint Augustine are very good for that. Um, so. Those, those would be my three, and then if I want to add like a female saint, the Saint Ther- uh, Saint Teresa of Avila is is awesome. Uh, that was another eye opener when I read um, a way to per- a way- a way to perfection. Uh, um, it was just like wow,
2: wow. Um, so excellent. So Saint Bernard of Clairvaux, mm-hmm. Saint Thomas Aquinas, Saint Teresa. Of? St. Teresa of Avila. Of Avila. Mm-hmm. And there was one more you mentioned. St. Augustine. St. Augustine, I'm gonna forget. Pray mm-hmm. for us. Pray for us. Where is the coolest Catholic place you've ever been?
3: It probably has to be in Japan. So I was in, I was in a little town called, a little city, I guess, town, um, called um, Takio. Mm-hmm. I went to, a friend of mine was uh, got married and Japan has been like the one place that I've always wanted to visit. Um, so when when I was over there, I told him like, okay, you know, I was like, you can show me any anything you want, but we have to find a we have to find a Catholic church because we we have to go to mass on Sunday. Because uh-huh. um, you know they don't do daily mass, and that, that to me that was crazy. I right. mean, we we kind of take things for granted here. Uh, How know, blessed are we, right? Yeah, yeah. And but over there, they, they just don't have enough uh, enough Catholics, especially in little towns like this. Mm. So we went to we went to church on Sunday, and um, and there were maybe twelve people mm. at mass. Uh, it was a sm- a really small church. It, it it's the last church that still has tatami floor. You know that uh, like that that floor that's kind of like bamboo like weed. Oh, okay um so it, it was super cool but the, the really cool thing about it was that you know obviously the mass is in japanese but i can follow along of course and that was that that's when it really hit me like uh like i knew i guess uh, intellectually i you know i know i've i've known that you know we, the Catholic Church, is a universal church. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we we were all, you know, uh, under the same uh, deposit of faith, right? We follow the same liturgy, uh, uh, outside of you know, uh, the uh, rubrics of the, par- the particular, you know, uh, mm. uh, different traditions or whatever. Yep. Uh, but for the for the most part, we all follow the same liturgy. Well, over there in Japan, it's the same. It's the same Roman. Uh, they they follow the Roman Missal and, and everything, and uh, so just to be able to follow along uh, during the mass, uh, it was uh, it was amazing. There was there was something something clicked in me uh-huh. uh, that it just it made me connect with these twelve you know Japanese people that were there. <laughs> you know that you know it's like we're like you're entering into communion in communion with somebody that doesn't even speak your language, and that was
2: amazing. Yeah. There's, certain, there's certainly beauty in that. I can I can understand what you're saying. Uh, my wife and I took a trip up to New York and um, she used to work up there. So she would always attend Mass at Our Lady of Pompeii in um, Manhattan, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> and she wanted to take me there because she wanted to show me the church she'd go to uh, whenever she'd go to Mass up there. And the, the Mass happened to be in Italian. So mm-hmm. we went to Mass and even though it was in Italian, same kind of deal. Like, we knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. We could follow along. And around people who probably spoke English, but they chose to attend the Mass in Italian, you know, we we were in communion with them. So that's certainly a very, very beautiful feeling and a a beautiful moment to have Mm -hmm. um, as well. So that's that's awesome. That's super cool. Uh, Okay, so if you could describe how you live your faith with a hashtag... What would the hashtag be? Oy. <laughs> um, you Yeah, six girls. You got to know what hashtags are.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I was Like, what are hashtags? Uh, well, they actually don't. Uh, they're they're not old enough to. Uh, <laughs> I guess I guess a thirteen year old could you know could have a, a cell phone, but we homeschool, so she doesn't need one. Right. So. Right. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, uh, I guess the only, the only thing that I can think of is, you know, hashtag, hashtag, keep going. Um, you know, especially you know, especially with everything that's happening in our times. You know, it's like don't just uh, don't give up. It doesn't matter what you you know what you hear you know um, online, what you hear through the media, uh, what you might even hear at you know at your parish. You know, there's no reason to despair. So you, we just have to keep going and trust. You know. Trust that God is with us and
2: He's not going to abandon us. Excellent. Love that. Lastly, what message do you want to leave for our listeners? Seek the truth. Uh,
3: um, uh, St. Edith Stein said that if you're in the path of truth, you're in the path of God. Or I'm, I'm abbreviating it. Uh, but essentially it, what it is is like if you're honestly looking for the truth, and, I'm, and with an emphasis on, on honestly, you know, mm-hmm. not, not, looking, not, not looking for your truth, not looking for reasons to prove that what you believe in is right, but if you're open and you honestly seek truth, you're gonna end up, you know, finding God. So, you know, that, that would be the message, you know, just, just whatever, whatever you do, you know, like just seek the truth, seek the truth, uh, wherever that may lead you.
2: Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Very good. Well, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day <clears throat> and sharing with us how you keep your fire burning for our Catholic faith. Thank you. <clears throat> um, before we end here, I, I also want to thank you because this honestly has kind of kind of been somewhat of a dream of mine, if you will, if that sounds funny. Uh, way back when I first started to think of, of starting a podcast, one of my first questions is like, well, where am I going to record from? And the only thing really I knew is that I really helped out at Holy Spirit a lot, mm-hmm. so I always thought, wouldn't it be cool if one day I could record, not only at Holy Spirit, but actually in the JP2 room, which is where cool. we are right now. We're in the Saint Jean, uh, John Paul II room, which is in it's kind of like a multimedia room, if you will. Uh, you know, we got a flat screen on the wall, we got a we got a beautiful mural to the left of us here. And um, of course, something that's standard issue with every room is is a coffee maker. Yeah. To our right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I I always thought I thought it'd be pretty neat to actually uh, record from this room at some point. So um, um, you made that happen. So I appreciate that, and I do on a personal note, want to thank you for also helping make happen something else from because from my understanding you were you played a part in this, and um, I I know I've thanked you already, but uh, definitely just want to express my appreciation. Um, and helping the sign that is um, promoting my search for a kidney donor to be, uh, to, to be placed on Holy Spirit ground, uh, which is a place that I love so much. So, that definitely means a lot. So, thank you so much for that. No, no problem.
3: <clears throat> I think, it, and I've, I've told you this before mm-hmm. if we give, uh, if as a church we cannot do that, then we have to rethink what we're doing, right. Uh, so uh, and this is especially with, for somebody like you you know that you've been involved in this parish for so long you've been helping for so long uh, and I think it's just uh, man it's like you're you're part of the, the Holy Spirit family yeah and uh, there's no way that I would not you know you know I would not Promote, or I would not try to find a way, uh, you know, to get a kidney for one of my kids. So, like, you're one of the kids for this, you know, for this parish. So you (laughs) should be able, we should be able to help you. Yes. Thank you once again. No
2: problem. In John 3.30, we do find he must increase, I must decrease. Uh, I want to thank the executive producers for this week's episode. Uh, That would be Dr. Jeff Vista, uh, Mr. Christopher Lehman, the 2019 Men's Acts Team, uh, my brother, Joe Nunez, and also special thanks to the anonymous donor who gave us a pretty generous donation um, over the holiday season. And uh, because of that, we're able to kind of make some upgrades to my own setup at home. And uh, we're in the works of trying to get get that set up and get that in place. Uh, so that way we can start uh, recording episodes from... From a new setup, if you will, in in the very near future. So thank you very much for all all of the executive producers. You all really help make this episode carry on. Um, each and every single week, there is a monthly cost associated with having the podcast uh, distributed to the different platforms, and uh, because of your generosity, we're able to to offset those costs monthly, uh, and we've been able to, to to do that for you know quite some time. So that way, there is truly no out-of-pocket expense uh, coming from me for this. Uh, I truly am not looking to monetize from this at all. Um, anytime I receive a donation, I put it right back into the podcast so that way it can continue to improve, whether it's the sound quality, um, the setup, uh, the distribution, the reach, uh, whatever it is. So thank, thank you every single one of you. Um, we're going to end this episode the way the Nunez family ends our time in Mass every time we attend and uh, that is by praying the intercessory prayer to saint michael the archangel so here we go in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen, amen. Saint, michael, saint michael the archangel, archangel defend, defend us in battle, in battle be our protection, protection against, against the wickedness, against wickedness and snares of the devil, devil. may god rebuke, and rebuke him we humbly pray, pray. And, do that, and do thou o, o prince, prince of the, of the, the heavenly, heavenly host By the the power power of God, God cast into into hell Satan Satan, and all all the evil evil spirits who prowl throughout the world, seeking seeking the ruin of souls. souls. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All righty, Mauricio, once again, thanks for your time. Thank you. All righty, and everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, Look for another episode very soon, and a special announcement coming up very soon as well. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your day, and God bless you all.
1: Joy of the empty tomb, I know he lived and died for me. From heaven high above, a voice came down with the dove This is my son, and I am pleased. He must increase so. I must decrease And now my heart is open wide I must decrease so he can increase He is the center of my life He must increase He must increase the must increase.
0: Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Looking for exceptional coffee delivered fresh to your door? We have the answer. Our friends at Grim Bean Coffee produce small-batch artisan coffee using top-tier coffee beans. The coffee is roasted when you order, guaranteeing the freshest coffee possible. Check out Breadbox Roasts, a new line of Catholic-themed coffees, available at www.grimbeancoffee.com forward slash breadboxmedia. Experience coffee like never before.